What is going on, migrants and migrants? My name is Albera, and today I'm here with Marlene and Diana. So before we start, I just wanted to let me jump into it. Um, how are you guys doing today? I'm chilling. I had a really cool day. Um, I got to bring lunch to my girlfriend, and I had some classes in the morning. Oh yeah. How about you, Marlene? It was fine. I had an easy day. I took a two-hour nap. Nice, nice, nice. Um, my day was um pretty good. Uh, caught up with some friends, and after school, I had a couple of meetings, um, which I enjoyed catching up with everyone. So, in in today's episode, we're we're going to be talking about how social media affects one's mental health. So, how do you guys just like give me a, an all-around experience uh, with social media and how it has affected? your mental health. Um, I noticed one thing with social media is that once I started to spend a lot of time on it, it became harder for me to talk with other people in real life. Like it, like it gave me more anxiety because I was so used to socializing with people over the phone and on different apps. Yeah. Another thing was that I was like dissociating uh, like slightly from myself because when I was like posting a lot on social media, it's almost like I was viewing my life from the way others would view it. So I would like create my life in order to make it appealing for others to see, especially when I was posting like stories, I would post like what would look good and like what would others find appealing. And by doing that, I was looking at my life from an outsider's perspective and dissociating myself because I was thinking like, how does my life look rather than asking myself, how do I feel living? Yo, that's bars, honestly. It makes you feel like you're like putting other people's opinions of yourself in the driver's seat and you're just like casually like you're in the passenger seat now and you're just trying to, you know, live life like as if it's not your life, like you're not the main character anymore. Exactly. You're always trying to please others instead of yourself. Yeah, word. I think that's a really big growing problem for not just like people here in the States, but like people everywhere. They have this problem with like wanting to appeal to people that they've never fucking met before. And, you know, I mean, that's the point of this episode today. So, Albera, do you have any thoughts? Like personally, when spending a lot of time on social media, my ability to focus on like what's really important in life, like on like myself and mental health and my goals just becomes super hard because I'm exposed to like constant stimulation and, and I find myself always seeking that amount of stimulation from social media. So like life doesn't provide what, what like, the sense of, 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 uh, a pleasure that social media provided me and and i found myself when i was sad i would turn to social media instead of like actual people right because it was a like, quick and easy fix but what i found out was that over time right i struggled to deal with my my mental health on my own and 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 i had to like talk to other people for like me to get better and uh and now i just don't even use social media like i, I have all of the apps to delete it and 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 i mean i'm able to focus on myself um better than ever that's really great but i think that you know a lot of people today can't 
just cut off social media. Yeah. You know, some people are too involved in it. Some people, you know, maybe they don't have a phone and they have to use their computer to log into like Instagram or something to keep up with their friends. Some people even have social media as a fucking career. Like, I don't mm. think it's going to go anywhere. So maybe we should discuss at least later in this episode, like how we can better handle that and at least like limit ourselves for our own fucking peace of mind. Yeah. Do you guys think the like major like Titans social media platforms like actually care about our mental health? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. To the point where that feels like a joke. They absolutely do not care. They profit off of it, so they're not going yeah. to care as long as they're making the money that they want. Yeah, and <laughs> and I think they want to show us that they care by like posting like reminders to, to take a break and like come back. Um, when like on TikTok, when you when you're scrolling for too long, um, there's this video that comes up to to take a, a quick break and then go, go like eat or get a drink or something and then come back. Um, I think they try to fool us by doing that, which, <laughs> which I, I don't know, does it really help you guys? Well, personally, I think TikTok is the only app, like, at least the apps that I use, my very limited app usage, TikTok is the only app that I see doing that. Mm. Like, I don't see those kind of break reminders on Instagram or Twitter or lo que sea. You know, that's not what I see. So TikTok being the only one that kind of stops you in this, like, swiping frenzy of just rolling through, like, everyone's feed, like, your feed that has everyone talking about different things. I think it's cool that TikTok does that just because, like, TikTok is one of the only, like, big tech apps that isn't owned by, like, big mega fucking corporations and I, I mean, from like a tech perspective, since I am like a STEM student, I know that, like I've talked to you guys about it before, that uh, people literally make money like six figure fucking careers off of programming and making your algorithm so addicting and so fitted to you to make sure that you can't stop, to make sure that it feels like you're missing out on more of you almost it makes you feel like you're still looking for something and you don't know what it is until you scroll and find it. So you're just like in this fucking frenzy to see what it is. And they make it so addicting because it's so catered to you specifically. Yeah. Do you think TikTok has those like like warnings because of... of of the, of the fact that like it's more addicting than other social medias i do think it's more addicting than other social media platforms because like diana mentioned they cater the algorithm to your specific taste so you can't stop because of how much you like the material and like all the videos that are coming up you learn your interact um, and it's with opinions that you view with so you're going to be happy seeing them and because you're getting that constant gratification it's to put down and also you kind of get like addicted to the swiping and then constantly seeing videos that you like just swipe and swipe and swipe and then you don't realize how much time you spend on tiktok 
Yeah. I mean, every, every social media platform does have an algorithm, but I think what's so powerful about TikTok is that it shows you clips, right? So, and, and they're super short, right? Um, I haven't been on TikTok for a while, but um, um, like what I know about it is that they strictly only show you short clips. Um, unlike any other platform, like which, which, which has like various ways to like spread your, your feed. Um, Personally, I think that TikTok isn't as addicting as other social medias. But mm, I think it depends on like the scaling system you're using to determine how addicting it could be. Because I feel like, for example, Instagram, that's the app I use the most. Instagram, in my eyes, is more addicting than TikTok. Because if I go on TikTok, I'm like scrolling through like funny videos. I'm scrolling through like, I don't know, cat videos. I'm scrolling through STEM TikTok. And I feel like I can always get like some sort of point of view outside of myself, right? From like, I don't know, my, my feed shows up a lot of, you know, things catered to me, of course, but like, you know, movie ideas, uh, music recommendations, here's my career in STEM, da, 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 like things like that specifically. But whereas if I go on Instagram, my feed is gonna be all my friends posting about their lives, and, you know, I'm at that age where a lot of my friends are getting married and having kids and, you know, moving out of state for, like, whatever job. I see people I don't know do the same thing. I see musicians. I see models. I see, um, like, a bunch of stuff that isn't necessarily something I would interact with on TikTok. I feel like on Instagram, there's a broader spectrum of what you could like. And they also have like reels, which feels like TikTok because you're scrolling through them. So in my eyes, Instagram is more addicting than TikTok for those reasons. And, you know, I, that's kind of why I like TikTok, because it has those breaks for you and doesn't necessarily like show you things to distract you. So Instagram shows you things to distract you plus everyone else's life. And I feel like TikTok is just things to distract you. Do you get what I mean? I feel like you can get sucked into the scrolling pattern of TikTok or like Instagram Reels. The only yeah. difference is that like Instagram also has the feature for you to see everyone else's life, their feeds, um, and compare it to yours because it's like mm. right there and you can see like how they're doing in comparison to how you're doing on top of like the mindless behavior of scrolling through these random videos whereas TikTok just has like these deep and mindless videos yeah but I think that TikTok surely has such an addictive aspect to it like, like Instagram the Instagram reels like when you're on there like I, I feel that's more um, um, addicting when you're just constantly doing that hand motion of just scrolling and just watching a, a short clip. Um, like that feature in itself is so addictive, right? But then you go off of that feature um, on 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 Instagram, and then you you can see like uh, like people's photos and like learn about their life. You can read the bio, whatever. Um, but TikTok, it strictly has the short clips 
right? And and all you do on TikTok is scroll, right? So I think TikTok it's so much easier to to get addicted to, and it might be a a age thing because for you Instagram um, is um, more addicting, but. Well, there. Well, there. I'm not calling you I old. Know I'm not you're calling not you old. Trying to call me old. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to call you old. I'm not trying to call you old. No, no, no. Yo, these youngins are so disrespectful. Damn. No, no, no. <coughs> no, no. Um, um. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to call you old. Um, because, like, like in school, like I'm just walking through the hallway and and I see kids. Like, their heads down, like, absorbed into the screen on TikTok. And I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, no one is, like, um, um, as socially active as they were, at least before the pandemic. Hmm. I mean, I see what you're talking about, but at the same time, I don't like that comparison because I think a societal culture of trying to shy away from conversations didn't start with technology. Mm-hmm. Like, like, have you seen that picture where it compares, like, people being on their, like, you walk onto a bus and it's full of people, like, being on their phones compared to a picture from, like, I don't know, fucking 50 years ago or something. I don't know, way back before technology. <laughs> um, and it's, like, people doing the same thing about holding newspapers, reading newspapers. Like, I don't think this trying to, you know, stray away from being a social person or interacting with humans in real life. I don't think this started with technology. I think that this has been a while around for a while. And, you know, technology is just like the easiest thing to pinpoint it on now. Yeah. yeah so do you think social media adds to a sense of belonging? I think so. I definitely think, um, you know, if you aren't on social media, it's kind of like, a, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that's such like a, like a pause type moment like a record scratch type moment in a conversation because it's so like prevalent in society today i want to add on that because like so many people are on social media when you're like not on social media it makes you feel almost like left out when you're like with your friends and then they're talking about something that they saw on like a social media platform and then you don't understand or you don't get it because you didn't see that if you you were trying to distance yourself from social media so it almost feels like straying away from social media is a bad thing because now you're not as close with your friends. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the jokes that they're making anymore. And it feels like you're not being included. You kind of feel like an outsider because social media gave you that sense of belonging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like that. Because <laughs> um, uh, my sister just always ends up like doing some dances sh- she, uh, she saw on, on social media and then and then she was like you saw that and I was like no every time no no I didn't see that um <laughs> but on like a more cultural perspective I think like especially if you're an immigrant being in like these group chats with people who speak your own language whether that's like family friends or just like online people you meet right because an immigrant family could come here um, and all of a sudden, like, let's say from, from Egypt, right? And then they, they come and they live in a predominantly white neighborhood, right? So their sense of belonging is, is, is thrown off a bit, 
right? It's like, okay, where exactly do I belong? And and I think social media has a such a strong connecting factor in it, where you're able to con to connect with anyone in in the entire planet. Individuals are able to join group chats, right? And 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 get that sense that okay, I'm among my own people, or at least uh, uh, dig dig digitally, where they would get a similar feeling that they did um, back in their home country. And like in in that aspect, I think social media is is incredible at, but I think it's also dangerous because how heavily will, will that individual re like rely on social media for for their social interaction? Going, um, going back to our hunt. Uh, hunter-gatherer age, humans are not built to seek the approval of thousands of people, right? Like we put like like especially those like verified on 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 Instagram, right? Where they have millions and millions of followers. It's like how unnatural is that? Because back in our um hunter-gatherer age, we were primed to seek. The approval of our immediate family and 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 friends, right? We didn't care what someone, a tr like like someone from a tribe that was twenty five miles away or even across the entire globe thought about us, right? But what's what social media does is that it it, it connects the entire world, and there's a, and there's a positive aspect to that, but there's also also like an extreme setback. And 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 horrifying negatives. Because like, what kind of mental health issues come with trying to seek the approval of thousands? And I don't think that's that's like actually actually scalable. I see where you're coming from, but I also think that has to do with like a lot of with that saying that's out of sight, out of mind. Like today, I live in New Jersey. I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. I wouldn't know about anyone living in like the UK. <laughs> I wouldn't know about anyone living in like the mountains in Peru. Like, because I'm not Peruvian. I don't know anyone who travels to the mountains of Peru or lives in the UK. Like these aren't people I'm connected to, but I'm on social media and they're on social media. So they are like on my mind now because I can see them and I see that they exist. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it comes from now that we're like appealing to all these people because now we're reminded that they exist. And it's just it's like, it's, um, I can't remember that word, but it's like one of those words that, that means, um, when you realize that other people have their own lives and they're just like going through and, you're just a character in their lives, just like they are a character in your life. Mm. It's like this existential feeling of like, damn, there are so many people living so many completely different lives. And, yeah. you know, I feel like now we're more aware of that with social media. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think how like social media is so, it's, it can be so negatively in impactful because in order to seek more approval, we, tend to mold our self-image um, to what the, like our general audience um, wants or, or, or thinks, looks 
Um, oh my god, and, and and like all types of problems just like come out of that. Throughout social media, um, it led me to compare myself a lot to others, especially when it came to body image, because I saw like so many popular creators. You know, they would like show their body a lot and like what I eat in a day and they'd look so good. And I would compare myself to them all the time, not knowing that they didn't even reach these a healthy way. Uh, some of them even got like uh, plastic surgery done, but like they wouldn't admit it. They would like pretend that they worked out to get that body. So then it kind of made me feel like, okay, how come they can do it and I can't? And like, how come when I work out, I don't look that good? Like they were setting unrealistic beauty standards and it was slowly deteriorizing my health because of it. mind talking about some traumatic experiences that you've gone through using social media hey yo <laughs> all right all right so i'm gonna just say it right now this is a trigger warning for anybody listening for the editors and for albera and marlene just letting you know uh, i will be talking about gore let's just leave it at that gore that is my trigger warning so to get into the story, I've been using social media for a long time. I primarily use Instagram, like Albero said, he kind of showed my ass out there and showed my age or whatever. But Instagram started getting really popping when I was in like sixth grade. So I naturally made an Instagram. Um, and I've had my Instagram account since sixth grade. So at the time, like in sixth grade, I was 12 and I'm 21 now. Damn. So almost 10 years, right? Damn, almost 10 years on Instagram. That's crazy. Uh, anyways, so I was on Instagram and I used Instagram to like talk to my friends. You know, that was back in the kick era, which I'm sure y'all know nothing about. Right. So. <laughs> The kick era was popping. That's where you would talk to your friends. And, you know, you would see... Um, I don't even remember what the fuck you saw on Instagram back then. Because it was so long ago. It was such, like an old logo. A completely different setup. I remember I used to post, like, edits. Like, really cringy quotes mixed with my face edits. Don't look me up because you will see it. I got but, you. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't even try it. <laughs> don't even try it. <laughs> So it was like, I was very, um, you know, I was new to the space. Everyone was new to the space. And I was really young. So I was, of course, really impressionable. I didn't use, like, social media OD. Like I said, it would just be every now and then to, like, post these random quote pictures. And I remember one day I was scrolling. This was back before they had, like, perfected their algorithm, like, um, code or whatever it is. Yeah. And I remember I was scrolling on Instagram one day and I had saw that I got a follower. And I was like, oh, I'm going to oh, see no. who this is. Yes. Oh, no. So I go to this person's account. They have no profile picture, no bio. 
And it was like some weird funky name that like didn't even make any sense. Like a bunch of letters and some random numbers type funky name. And you had to follow them to see their posts, but they had no posts. So I was like, um, okay. And it was back in the day. So I was like, you know, maybe this is like one of my friends who just made an account and don't know like shit. And they just haven't told me. So I requested to follow them. Um, about an hour later, they accepted. And to my surprise, they had posted three pictures. Oh, Those pictures were the most traumatic thing a 12-year-old could have seen on Instagram at the time, in my eyes. Because it was, um, I had seen, like, a picture of a hanging body. And it was, like, a bloody hanging body um, with the caption being, like, oh, I killed my wife. And the next post was, like, a random, like, a random gun picture being, like, I'm going to kill my kids next. And I don't remember what the third picture was because when I had saw that, I remember being in such a state of, like, shock. Like, I felt paralyzed because it was just, like, Oh my gosh, like I don't I don't really know what to do in this situation. I'm not gonna be like, yo mom, I just saw a dead body on Instagram because she would have been like, What the fuck is you doing on Instagram in the first place? I I'm still like <laughs> I'm kinda shaking just right now, just thinking about that. Yeah, time. me too, I'm shaking too. Oh my god. Yeah, because you know, you you think of Instagram today and it's not like that. Like you do not see anything like that on Instagram. But this was years ago. And I remember I had dealt with the situation by like I went under three little dots at the bottom of the picture or like at the top wherever it was back then and it gave me the option to report the picture and at the time they didn't have a lot of options for like why you were reporting the picture it, so I had to like put other and I typed in like there's a fucking dead body like I didn't use I didn't curse right because I was 12 but I wrote like there's a dead body and you know these people are talking whoever this is is talking about murdering people on Instagram in like 2012, bro. And, you know, I still think about that account. I'm sure that like they took it down after like a day or two because that had to definitely been taken down. But I like as soon as I saw that, and as soon as I reported the account, I had blocked it. And it was kind of like trying to keep that out of my mind until now, you know, because now we're talking about social media and these crazy things that people can experience. But, you know, as traumatic as that is, I'm sure that that is like a weird spectrum of traumatic stuff that can happen on social media. But I know that there's so much more and so much worse that can happen. Wow. That's crazy. Like, I, I feel sick to my stomach just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you still reminded me of, um, oh my God. Um, I, I I kind of had a similar experience, um, <laughs> but but how it differs from yours is that like I like I intently searched for this stuff. <laughs> now not like in a weird way, because uh, like I was super in, into history when I was a kid, and um and uh, I was learning about the Civil War. Um. And then, and then I, I was I, I was scrolling through images, 
uh, and and I saw a lynch of of uh, of a slave, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and then and then my <laughs> my crazy bum clicked on the uh, image, and then similar images popped up, and I was like, wow, this is this is terrible, this is, like this is genuine genuinely terrible, and um. And then, like, while you were talking about your experience, like, um, those emotions, like, came back again. And, and like, my, my heart started to beat, and, like, I was uh, I was shaking a bit. Wow. You know what's crazy? Is that the body that I had seen in that picture was a brown body. And you're talking about black oh slaves being lynched. And it's just... You know, it's absolutely crazy to me that it's 2021. And what? Huh? It's 2022. You know, to bring it up, I'm going to bring it up. We see all these black men and women and children being murdered on the news all the time. We see a lot of news about, like, you know, our home countries of brown people being murdered in a bunch of different ways. And we've become desensitized to it. But, like, I don't fucking hear shit about white people getting murdered. And when they do, like that poor woman who was murdered and like um, her body was left somewhere, it became a whole trend on Twitter, Instagram. Everybody was like, you know, we have to get justice for these people, for this person. Sorry, I don't remember her name, so I can't like, you know, credit her. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, But, you know, you don't see any of that. You don't even see... 50% 50% of that when it comes to a black man being killed by police or yeah, when it comes sure. to like femicides in countries outside of the U.S. Yeah. And the amount of times it has to happen to, to colored individuals before it, 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 it gets proper recognition. Literally. Yeah. It has to happen so many times just for you to even get like one article on it. Yeah. But if it's like a white woman gone missing, then every major outlet will have it by the end of the day. So I just want to throw in there, I am not trying to, like, diminish the problems of the Caucasians. I'm just saying, you know, from my point of view, I think that it's crazy that we have become desensitized towards black and brown and indigenous people being murdered, disappearing, you know, all these crazy things. And yet we have our focus or our focus is being targeted towards that happening. Rarely, but happening to white people. So through all that you you guys have experienced through social media, um, like in what ways has, um, have you felt that you had to go on social media? Has there been any other instances that you guys have felt controlled or or addicted to social media? 
I mean, I feel like every night, I feel like I can't put it down. Like, I have to keep scrolling, and I keep telling myself, like, this is the last time, or, like, I'm going to get off in five minutes, but I can't put it down. It's like I'm addicted to it. Like, I can't help but keep scrolling and keep looking at stories and Instagram. Like, I just, I can't put it down, and it gives me so much comfort, and I think that's why I'm addicted to it. Because it's very, like, comforting and it makes me happy. And a lot of times when I'm feeling very anxious, that relieves my anxiety. And I feel like I almost, like, rely on it, too. Like, if I'm anxious, I always know, like, okay, well, at least I have social media to make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, that goes into, like, what I was talking about before, of, like, that over-dependency on social media. When you realize that you have been using social media, like, like... or sorry, overusing social media, do you feel like it's harder to regulate your emotions? Yeah, I, it, it is harder to regulate my emotions about social media because um, I remember I tried it for like, I think a, a couple days, maybe four, that I wasn't on TikTok at all. And it would just, I felt so much more anxious that week. And I felt like every time I was anxious, I didn't know what to do to relieve my anxiety because I was so dependent on TikTok relieving anxiety for me because it was so easy. I'm anxious. I pick up my phone. I scroll a little bit. I calm down. I'm fine. So when I took that away, I didn't know what to do. Like, what am I supposed to do now? How do I relieve this anxiety? And it was definitely harder. And that's why I went back to using TikTok again because I couldn't, like, function without it. Yeah, because I remember the the days when you just, like, completely dropped TikTok. Um, and I recently saw this this um, video that talked about if you just like cut something off completely, um, like like if severe like drug addicts, if they just completely just cut off the drug that they've been continu- continuously continuously using for for years, um, if, and 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 if it's just they they just stop using using it all of a sudden, um the body can go into shock and, and they might die because they built a such a strong dependency on the drug that the body kind of doesn't know how to uh, regu- like regulate itself without the drug. And I think this is less of, like, and I think you, your, ex- your experience with social media is um, less of, of the side effect, but um, it's like, it's still there. Which is scary because it leads me to wonder: um, Is social media producing an, an entire generation that's more anxious um, and, and and like depressed and and like insecure about, about themselves? I think you're right on that. I think that it is producing a generation that's more anxious and insecure because they're constantly comparing themselves to um, to yeah. others on social media, and also a lot of teenagers are losing sleep because of social media. And it's and they're also like becoming more anxious slowly, and then at the same time they're becoming dependent on the social media. So, I think definitely it's a big problem, and this whole generation is going to be affected by it. <laughs> I'm curious to see which generation ends up. Oh my god! Because of social media, I think this generation has like unconsciously adopted and, and like an addictive behavior because we're just constantly seeking instant gratification. And, and and what's so terrible is that these massive titan industries just don't even care. Yeah, again, they don't have to care. Their job 
is to make you addicted. Their job is to get money from your addiction. Honestly, there's nothing really different from a big tobacco company and yeah. a big social media company. Yeah. So social media is the cocaine in your pocket that you can take out at any time. Damn. And the effects of social media, like they kind of creep up on you because you don't realize you have a problem until, until it's so severe. Like no one initially tells you when you download um, um, a platform that, hey, this is bad for you. Right? Because I just downloaded uh, Instagram when I was in middle school. Right? And, these, and kids nowadays are, just, are downloading social media when they're in, 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 in elementary school. And like what effect is that having on them? Truthfully, I think it would be really interesting to see if in the upcoming years um, there will be some legislation passed on, you know, trying to handle social media addictions better. Just like a couple years ago when cyberbullying was really big and they tried to pass or they did pass a couple of like um, laws with restrictions so that victims and the families of victims can, you know, have some standing in a court. I wonder what that legislation is going to look like in the future if there is going to be some legislation to stop these big companies like Facebook and, well, Meta now, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Oh, my God. They're like unregulated drug cartels that can get out their product, the children, the adolescents, and 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 adults. Oh my god! What have yeah. you guys tried to do to 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 protect yourself from 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 the influence of social media? So I um, tried like completely and eliminating it and that didn't work. So um, instead I turned off my notifications for Instagram and TikTok because Instagram notification was just telling me like someone posted on their story or someone shared a post. So I took those off. So now I don't see them and I go on it so much less than I used to. Like I barely even touch Instagram anymore. And then TikTok, same thing. I took off my notifications even though I didn't really look at them, I still took it off. And now the only notifications I have are Snapchat. And that's because they don't notify you when someone posts. It only notifies you if you got sent a message. And um, my social media use has decreased a bit because of turning off notifications. Yeah, well, my social social media use, like, at one point, it, it, like, it just got so bad that I, mean, I just didn't know what to do. So I just, oh, my God. I just deleted all of my social media platforms, and like I know a lot. Like I previously, I previously talked about how that could be like bad for you, and, 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 and like it can kind of shock your system because um, you don't have that constant stimuli. But I just deleted all platforms, um, and 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 I just allowed myself to suffer. Like I'll say, a good fifteen days, to like two weeks, um, and that kind of detoxed my brain. From from all of the dopamine that 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 was released due to social media and that constant exposure to uh to, to this distracting content. So what about you, Diana? Have you tried anything? Yeah. So like I've mentioned before, I've had social media probably longer than y'all, mm-hmm. and I've tried the deleting the app. 
a couple of times and it's worked for me um like i believe it i want to say at least once a month for like a minimum of a week not perdón not once a month once a year for a minimum of like a week um mm. i limit my time on social media meaning like i am very like conscious of my routine especially nowadays when i I'm, you know, getting better at time management and stuff. So I make sure that I do not go on Instagram, any social media, no TikTok, um, yeah. no Pinterest, no Snapchat. I don't even use Snapchat, but none of that. I use none of that. In the morning when I wake up, at least until I'm out of class, which for me is around one o'clock. Um, so I make sure I'm not even on any social media until after one o'clock. And if I am, it's just to answer people who have, like, texted me via Instagram and not to, like, look at my feed. What else have I done? Um, I set very strict restrictions with myself with, like, when I open social media. Like, again, that comes back to, like, being conscious of when I use it. So, like, if I'm on a date with my girlfriend... I, or if I'm just like hanging out with my girlfriend, it doesn't even have to be like a romantic date. I will not pick up my phone at all. Like unless it's a phone call, I'm not picking it up. Um, when when I'm out with friends, the only time I pick it up is if we're like paying for dinner or something, like paying for something outside. You know, I try to live my life in the moment, and that really means just putting your phone in your pocket, in your jacket, in your purse, in your bag or whatever, and like forgetting that you even exist. Like forgetting that your phone even yeah. exists. Yeah. Because, you know, once you start getting into the habit of that, it's easier for you to just put your phone down and yeah. exist as a person. And it definitely helps with the effects that social media has on your mental health. At least that's what I found. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that because um, when I find it hard to focus or study, I would just shut off my phone and put it in this little, little box that I bought that um, that has a lock timer on it. And you could set it to, I think, a maximum of one day. Um, um, but you set the timer and then you, you unlock it for a certain amount of time. And then after that time, it'll unlock. Um, and that's like just like really helped me. Um. Yeah, well, with that, guys, um, thank you for joining me on this uh, amazing discussion about social media and its effects on one's mental health. Thank Bye, you. Everyone. I hope you liked it. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone.